Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We ask as we go about it that we continue to open our hearts and minds to understand what you have set before us. You certainly will go through with us. Thank you for this day. May it be all you need it to be. May we be what you need us to. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Uh, really excited today to have Deacon Randy Hyde. He is the chaplain at Auctioner's Hospital. Welcome to the show, Deacon. Thank you, sir. Good morning. I am uh, very blessed to be here. Yeah, likewise. So we just met this morning, but um, he and I have really kind of hit it off. We uh, having a lot of supernatural discussions, but just tell us a little bit about yourself, Deacon. Well, I am um, one of uh, um, five deacons of, or five chaplains at uh, Auctioner Lafayette General. Um and it's a beautiful thing. Four of the five are, are Catholic. We have three priests, myself, and a and a Protestant pastor there. Uh, and it is uh, it's it's awfully beautiful to be there. We we get to see some of the greatest moments with childbirth, and then some of the greatest moments with eternal life. Yeah, uh, for people, it's, uh, it's fantastic. So I was telling you earlier, I um, you know, I just thought maybe Lourdes staffed uh, uh, clergy, but uh, and of course I was born in Lafayette General prior to Ochsner, right? And uh, and so that's beautiful. And you mentioned you also do mass over there as well. Well, yes, sir. Uh, we have you know Father Father Boyer uh, does a mass every day at eleven thirty. Um, when he is absent, um, I- I'll do a communion service. We are on the verge of. Um, doing adoration once a week oh and, i love that and so it's gonna we're really excited about where some of it's headed i need to come meet you over there that's exciting tell us go back a little bit where are you from well i was born in lafayette but i grew up in the hills of arkansas i moved here about about 50 years ago my father and mother separated and he left and went one way and i went and stayed here with my mother and two younger sisters and uh did the oil field for 32 years, wow. and traveled the world. They will bury me right here in this <laughs> magnificent holy land. <laughs> in beautiful Cajun country. Yes, sir. So I'll, we love to hear a good Cajun love story. And you were sharing a little bit uh, of yours. So tell us a little bit about how you and your wife had met. And, and well, I, was, um, um, I met my wife. She was a, a freshman at Lafayette High. And uh, I wasn't working that particular day. Um, and saw her, she was getting off a school bus, and it, it just stopped me in my tracks. And so dated her through high school. Uh, after she got out of high school, asked her mom if I could marry her. her. She lost her dad when she was 12. And it was really neat. Her mom looked right at me and said, going to be a Catholic wedding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my mom had six boys, and that was always the first question, you know, hey, Hey, is she Catholic? And I'm like, Mom, we just started dating. I haven't even gotten that far yet. But uh, <clears throat> that's kind of stuck with my children, and and it's it's kind of been more of a, 
a, a thorn in our side in some ways because my kids think, oh man, if he's not Catholic, he's out. And, and I'm like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Right. It's just a story, you know. You can always convert them, right? You know, but uh, so then go on with the story. So how long were you guys married? And well, uh, we were married for about 40, um, 44 years. Uh, she's been gone from this world now about six. Hmm. But um, um, we got married. Uh, at St. Peter's in Cancro, went to Mass every Sunday, um, and I fought the church just like St. Saint Paul or Saul for 16 years. There um, we go. And, and finally give in. And in 1993, coming to the church at Holy Cross, and when I told her I had to become Catholic, she thought I had cancer or something, <laughs> she thought I was dying. <laughs> and I just told her, no, I was exhausted. I had, um, the church is the last true thing on the face of this earth so it was uh, beautiful beautiful we like to talk about conversions and i certainly had one at Curcia. we were speaking earlier and i I knew when i left there my life was never going to be the same and um you know I, i guess to take that step to be a deacon to me like that's a major conversion was a conversion in your life uh was there one prior to that or was that the moment where really you would feel like you did have a big conversion in your life well, I think conversions can happen for us that daily. Um, but you know, my my diaconate call come from a deacon brother of mine, Deacon Tim Borbus, mm-hmm. who was also at St. Edmunds. I was a parishioner at St. Edmunds, mm-hmm. and um, for his uh, ordination reception, he he kind of punched me in the back, and 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 said, "Hey, man, it's your turn." And I said, "Oh, Lord, Deacon, I, you know, the church barely lets me in here as a." You know, as a, as a pew sitter, I'm I'm not uh, <laughs> an this, usher. Uh, uh, yeah, um, may, may, maybe Knights of Columbus or something, but no. And so, um, my diaconate formation started a, a couple of years after that, and it was, it was, it was beautiful, uh, absolutely beautiful. What'd your wife think of that? Um, she thought it was pretty strange um, for the mere fact that um, I had to. We had class every other Saturday. And she had to be there with me, and it was from seven in the morning till five thirty in the afternoons every other Saturday. And at the end of six years of formation, they slid a sheet, a sheet of paper across the desk for her to sign, giving me to the church. Wow! And if she'd have slid it back, <laughs> I'd have had a, a lot of education, but that, <laughs> that would have been that. <laughs> You know, um, a lot of my Curcia friends and, and spiritual brothers have had discussions about about being a deacon, and, and um, certainly something we've I think I think I have considered. And one of the things that I always felt like, you know, I knew I had heard in the back of my mind that if something had happened to your wife, that you were not able to to remarry. Yes, sir. And um, and I'm a I'm a loner. I'm like I don't eat lunch together by myself. You know, I'm not a good by myself kind of guy. And and I'm not saying that that would have stopped me, but it did make me think twice. Yes. And did did that ever occur to you? Is that well? And um, yes, sir. It has occurred to me, and we have had talks about it. Uh, you know, with the bishop here, and and certainly with the church itself. Uh, I'm 65 years old. I, I would never consider remarrying, but you know, a young, a young deacon, yeah. a 35, 36 year old deacon, his wife gets killed in a car accident. Right. He's got to live a celibate life for the rest of his life. Um, it's it's, it's uh, a lot. Yeah. We've been we've been told that Rome has taken a look at that 
Oh, really? We, we hope and pray that they are um, just for yeah, sure. for our younger deacons. Absolutely. Uh, well, um, so give us some of those experiences. I'm sure you've had so many supernatural experiences being a deacon, but just share some with us, maybe at the hospital or otherwise. Well, when when uh, I made the cut for uh, the, the class, uh, it was quite comical. I went to Father Mike Champagne mm-hmm. and said, hey, I, don't, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, they're telling me I need a spiritual director, and, and, and I need you to help me with that. And he was getting ready to leave to go to Rome, and he said, I can't do that. He said, I'll see if Father Pry will be your spiritual director. Oh, wow. And I, I remember grabbing his cassock sleeve, <laughs> saying, no, 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 I'll be okay, I'll find, not, not Pry. And he snatched his arm out of my hand, and he said, don't be a baby all your life. <laughs> so he come back and he has a big smile on his face and, and he said, Father Fry, I'll be your spiritual director. And I met with Father Fry um, for 14 years from 1 to 2 in the morning mm. um, every other Friday. And it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. If our listeners weren't paying attention, that was one or two in the morning, and Father Fry uh, <laughs> was had a reputation of spiritual boot camp, right? I mean... I would say yes, sir. Yeah, it was. um, I I remember the second time I met with him, um, he looked at me and he says, "Mr. Hyde, Mr. Hyde," he says, "I know exactly what your problem is," and I started crying because my you know very dysfunctional family. I I think that that just draws us closer and closer to Christ. But um, I started crying and I said, "Father, Father, please tell me what is my problem." Uh, my dad left when I was 16. My mom, you know, raging alcoholic. Both of my sisters have had bad experiences with, and I said, please tell me what is my problem. And he just looked at me and smiled and he says, well, you're fat and you're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> and it was, it's true. I don't want to get up at three o'clock in the morning to do my prayer. I, you know, I don't want that. There are so many things that, that, the beautiful grace is waiting for us to get beyond I don't want mm-hmm. you know um, and so it's a, it's it, it was it was a a, a great moment uh, I have 72 composition books of everything he has told me wow um, that's awesome it is awesome it is awesome yeah I told you I shared with you I'm reading a book called the second mountain and um and it, it speaks of um, how the first mountain in your life is, I guess, your vocation or it could be your marriage, but something that you chased since you were a kid. And then all of a sudden, at some point, kind of a light bulb goes off and it's like, OK, wait, this life isn't shouldn't be about me. It's it, there, there should be more. And even if you've achieved all those goals in your occupation, you know, you get there and you go, well, I hope there's more than this. Right. And, and I thought about praying to meet you today. Um, we, we went on a, a wedding trip to Nashville and I was praying about that uh and and i'm thinking about you and it says you know that god it's about vocation uh one of the things that on the second mountain is about vocation and how when you commit to something that that you fall deeply in love with that everything changes in your life and and i guess for you i'm hearing two vocations you know both with your wife but also with with christ i mean how that's touched your life and guided you yes sir you know i have two daughters um six grandchildren just you know blessing on top of blessing um and it's just it's 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 been absolutely phenomenal um i don't know how much more time i have but you got lots uh, of time a, a, a quick story please um when i was first ordained 
uh, I was at St. Edmund's, and I would normally serve um, the 6 o'clock Mass on Sunday afternoons there. And Father Sean Pine would come um, in that long black dress. Um, and the first time he stepped in and, and I was standing in the resting sacristy, he said, Deacon, it's great you're here. You can preach. Mm. And I had that kind of deer in the headlight look, and he says, what, you come to Mass not ready? So now, sir, I go to Mass anywhere in the world, and I'm ready to preach. But, <laughs> but um, after, after about the third or fourth time he did that, I said, no, Father, really, the, everyone sees you. They want, they, want, they, want to, they want to hear you preach, Father. So he tilted his head like Father Sean Pine always does, and he said, okay. So I proclaimed the gospel, and I sit down. He stepped up to the ambo. His homily was 51 minutes. <laughs> I've heard some. <laughs> <laughs> and when he sat back down next to me, he says, what do you think they think now? <laughs> and and uh, it was absolutely incredible just to, you know, to, um, to, to I think we, we live really in the Holy Land here. Our, you know, we have some of the greatest priests in the world and, and um, our vocations and um, we, we have some excellent, excellent deacons. Um, Cajun Catholics, right? Cajun Catholics, exactly. That's it. Um, I shared with you that I had gone to the Holy Land, and, and I got really, I'll call it, uh, you know, just enamored by the whole trip and, and everything. I wanted to learn, just suck it up like a sponge. And, and uh, one of the things I learned, you mentioned, that is the Holy Land here, and many people don't know this, but Jerusalem actually is known as the hub city. I don't know if you knew that. Really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, it's known as the hub city of, of Israel. And that's something that's a big deal, right? I mean, here in Cajun country and, you know, uh, just Lafayette being the hub city. There's so many parallels that are supernatural for me. You yes, know, sir. It's really cool. Um, uh, what is it that you love most about our Cajun culture? The, the way we take care of each other. Um, 2016, um, my wife drew her last breath, and a few months after that, um, water showed up and got 28 inches of water in my house. Mm. Um, and before the insurance object, uh, inspector could even get there, there were three um, construction crews in my house cutting out sheetrock, dryers, humidifiers, the whole thing. Um, it's it's how we love each other here. I think that's what's been so frustrating for a bunch of us is that, you know, with the COVID thing, we can't we have to keep our distance. But man, we miss hugging each other. You know, mm. it's, it's it's great to be able to hug each other. Um, it is. Uh, so how do you make peace? I've had other guests on the show that have lost their wives. A close friend of mine, Cliff Roberts, uh, just a beautiful testimony. But um, how do you make peace with that? Every day. Yeah. Every day, and look for it in in the brokenness. Um, I think I think there's so many um, so many religious organizations that just seek the glory of of all of it, and certainly want all that glory. But um, sorrow, you know, it's uh, I am a man of sorrow, and and so in our brokenness, 
we will find our completeness and our weakness. We will find our strength, St. Paul. Beautiful. Just yeah. redemptive suffering. Yes, I want sir. to remind our listeners, you're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Deacon Randy Hyde. He is the chaplain at Ochsner's Hospital in Lafayette, and uh, he's sharing some beautiful testimony and just a blessing to Acadiana and to me to, for you to be here today. Um, so, uh, Deacon, tell me um, what what uh, what inspires you. I guess you have to really stay up, especially if someone's going to ask you to do uh, a homily. You know, something has to motivate you. How do you stay motivated? You just you just become more and more of Christ. Mm. Um, you know, it's Father Fry often would say meditation is for beginners, contemplation is for the the movers um it is no longer christ on the cross in front of me it is christ and i on the cross together wow um and so it just and and look for it in everything you do everything you do give me a uh, behind the scenes peak of your prayer life um it's 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 you know, working at the hospital is a, is is a great a great thing. Um, we get to see a lot of our prayer take place there. But um, I was instructed by Father Mike Champagne um, a while back to quit praying. He said, "Deacon, quit praying." And I looked at him, tears started running down my face. I said, "Father, what are you what are you talking about?" And he said, "Beg." Beg God. Most of my life, I've bordered with Christ. I will do this if you give me. I will do this if you take care of. And so, now, um, just be, being here is a prayer. You know, to be able to to reach out and maybe have someone hear something, um, or maybe have someone send information back to you. Um, it's 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 just. It's just what we do. It's it's our it's our the Christ in us, persona Christi in us, um, and sometimes it's very easy. Um, it's difficult, and that's, I think it's why Christ said it. It's difficult for us to pray for people that give us hard times that that we don't really care for. That you know, um, but do it anyway, uh, Saint. Teresa of Calcutta would say, you know, when you don't want to do it, do it anyway. So, yeah. uh, Okay, this may be a crazy question. What, what, why not take another leap, or could you potentially or t- have thought about becoming a priest at this point? Is that something you could do? Uh, yes, sir. Um, I, I, you know, we all have patron saints. Um, mine is, um, I have two. One, the good thief. Yeah. He's so heaven. Um, and... Second is um, uh, St. Francis of Assisi. I never felt worthy or had to call to become a priest. Um, so I'll, I'll just, you know, um, I'm going to stay in that in good, good company. Space. Yep, I'm going to stay in that good company. Um, but nice. we, you know, we certainly have some great priests around us. And, um, we do. And We're so blessed. Thank God we have them. No priests. No Eucharist, no church. All right, so I was telling you, like, I'm 
Catholic 101 sometimes when it comes to understanding our own faith. But tell our listeners what exactly is the difference between deacon and priest as far as it pertains to what you can do in, in the Mass and sacraments. Well, we know there are seven sacraments, um, and there are three things that a priest can do that a deacon cannot do. Um, can't hear confessions. We hear them. There's nothing we can do about them. Um, um, can't anoint the sick. Okay. And um, the the, the um, transubstantiation transubstantiation yeah. of the 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 body and blood. Okay. Um, short of that, we're right here with you them. You can marry people. M- marry people. Baptize. Yeah. babies all the time and um you know bury people mm-hmm. uh, it, it's um all all seven of the sacraments are so great um so yes there's there's just uh, i always thought that and felt like the pressure of a priest for me like just for me is at a funeral when you have to say the right words to sometimes people you don't know that well and it always something that gives me anxiety just to go and, and hear a eulogy uh, sometimes. But is that something that gives you anxiety, or um, is that just not just part of the job, I guess? No, sir. It, um, it's just part of the vocation to, to understand um, most, most all the funerals I do. And I thought when I was ordained, I'd do a lot of weddings mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, and I don't. I do a tremendous amount of funerals. Mm. Um, but it's it's just to understand that my home is not here, my my home is in heaven, and to be able to help families send their loved ones up in that mm-hmm. with the, with assure with assuredness assuredness from Christ that I will see you, I will see them again one day. Now most people believe that deacons and priests fall from heaven, but um, it's my <laughs> understanding that you weren't always Catholic. So share that with us. Well, I, again, I grew up in the hills of Arkansas. Um, I get, uh, I, I stepped out in a little bitty um, two by four church um, called New Haven Missionary Baptist. I was ten years old, and my little sister stepped out right behind me, um, and we were baptized and and grew up. Um, doesn't mean that I've been a saint or a holy person since I'm ten, um, but um, it was it was beautiful to just just I grew up listening to Billy Graham and 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 great preachers, um, and it's it's been so beautiful to take and make the mix. It really is a beautiful yeah. thing to make the mix. I when when. Um, when I was sent over to uh, St. Edmunds, I come into the church at Holy Cross and then got transferred to St. Edmunds. Um, but there was a lady there that would tell me, you know, you're, you're never really going to be Catholic. And, and, and it was quite comical. Uh, I insisted that she be at my ordination. Wow. And after my ordination, stopped by the pew. We were behind the bishop. And I stopped by the pew and I went like this, like with my hands up. Now, now, now. What and she just shook her finger and smiled and said, No, never, never, never. I don't know if she's an angel or a devil, huh? Which one is she? Well, she, she is she and I am me. So. I love it. I love it. Uh, so, what is one thing that the Catholic Church could maybe 
learn from the Baptists, uh, and and maybe vice versa. You know, uh, uh, there, we all worship one God, don't we? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. We do. I, I think um, if there's anything, um, if there's any one particular thing, it would be our proclamation of the word, how we preach. You know, um, we 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 don't need people to write papers. Uh, we need we need people to share in the brokenness of the people that they. They're standing in front of, mm-hmm. um, and I, th- I think that's what we're hungry for. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, so, yeah, n- I, I, I guess what I'm hearing here, and this is right up my alley, is not so much uh, academic Catholicism, but <sighs> it practice. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, because yes, I can relate to that. Uh, uh, I'm reading, I, I mentioned that book to you, and this guy's using a lot of big words that I don't know that I can understand real well, but, you know, I, what, what, I hope, what I hope to gain from my – uh, we'll call it study from a Crisia word, right? Three things, piety, study, and action. Right. And, and in study for me, it's to be able to receive that word in a supernatural way that makes sense, that, that is the truth, but to pass it on to, to everyone that, that comes in front of me. That's my grand prayer. And that is magnificent. Yeah. And to pass it on if they accept or not, yeah. you know. Um, right. Um, the, the 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 51 minute homily thing that Father Champlain did um, at, at, after mass, there were several people that just said, "Oh, Father, we could still be in there." And then, there's a, and then, one little lady comes up and she puts her hand on her hip and she says, "Father Mike, all that stuff you said in there, you really made me mad." <laughs> and he, he didn't blink. He put his hand on her face and he said, "Mama, I was ordained to make you mad. <laughs> the, the the gospel makes me mad. Okay, it moves me." Um, and so it's it's just um, yeah we're a product of of our mentors which is another thing in that book I'm reading and 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 yours being Father Champagne and and Father Fry wow I mean I can only imagine it was it, it was the most beautiful twenty years of my life um, and, and and I'll do I'll do missions I go and preach wherever they'll let me and. You know, the first thing I say is, please understand, I am a protege of yeah. Brian Champagne, and 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 if that upsets you, well, I'm sorry, sorry you're just that. gonna have to get over it. <laughs> just a couple of minutes left on the show, uh, Deacon. Um, what um, what do you want your legacy to be? Um, and and then finally, I would ask you to please take us out in a prayer. But okay, I, I I think the legacy is is to trust in what you can't see um and do it anyway um, you know when when everything hit home and I've, I've lost basically everything um i live with a cousin of mine and 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 it's so beautiful because again i w- i would pray that my legacy people would think of me as someone that just took it and believed in it um I don't need proof. I just, I just need, I just need to be. I just. Need yeah, to be. I wish you, you. I wish our listeners could see the joy in your eyes and in your face because I see the joy of the Lord so much inside of you, and you've been a blessing to us here in Acadiana, and I'm, I'm glad to, to finally know you. It's um, you. It has been a blessing to be here. Thank you, sir. All right. Well, take us out in prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for this day. We pray for those that are struggling and the needy, Lord. 
that they set aside pride like we all have to do to step forward and then ask for help. And may we be strong enough to give them the help they need. Thank you for the great gift you have given us in the church. May we truly become your people. May we, may we become what we eat. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest has been Deacon Randy Hyde. He is the chaplain at Auctioner's Hospital. They have daily mass and um, five priests that, that are just doing an outstanding job ministering to our beautiful Cajun country and, and to all of our people here in Acadiana. And uh, thank you for being on the show. Yes, Deacon. sir. Just a real quick shout sure. out for, for Fatima. The bishop appointed me there because we have to be attached to some. And don't get to serve a lot at Fatima because of the massive amount of time at Oshner, but um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful family there. All right, come see us at Fatima. Yep. Again, uh, always engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Until next time, God bless. Amen. Amen.